it's time to experience the Synergy Connection Show with your host, Lucy Forsting. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Synergy Connection Show, where we connect the dots between our physical, our emotional, our spiritual, and our intellectual facets of who we really are as human beings. And as I've often said, if we don't have all of those balanced, it's pretty difficult to lead your best life. Um, I also want to remind people to go to www.SynergyConnectionRadio.com and on the website there are probably about 140 shows that are archived there. So you can connect with the shows there or you can connect with them on the podcast if you go to Spotify or iHeartRadio, Google and Apple Podcast. Please leave a review for me if you are listening to the shows on one of those platforms. You know, 2020 and now half of 2021 is teaching us the importance of taking responsibility for our own health. And if you're on my website, you'll see a link to Boomers Forever Young. You can sign up for their free newsletter. You can go into their website and truly understand what type of products they have and how important they are for reducing inflammation and keeping your immune system in top-notch shape. Um, Those are the things that will help you be responsible for your own health and not trust just in vaccines or over-the-counter medications or things of that nature to keep you healthy. Um, We have our part to do as well. And uh, if, you do, if you do decide that you want to purchase something uh, from the website after looking at the testimonials, maybe listening to a couple of the videos, if you use my first name, L-U-C-Y, in the discount box, you're going to get $5 off of each and every order. Um, so I think every little bit helps these days, and uh, that might uh, you know, help you financially uh, purchase something. So, uh, I have as a returning guest this morning one of my favorite people, Patricia Simone, and uh, she is a certified hypnotherapist. She's also a Reiki practitioner and an intuitive counselor, and she does energy healing, which is um, a skill that we both have. Um, We've done it on each other, in fact, so that's pretty cool, and she's recently become a bioenergetics coach. She uses her combined modalities to help her clients live a happier and more joy-filled life. So welcome back to the show, Patricia. Well, thanks, Lucy. Thanks for having me. It's always a pleasure seeing you and uh, being on the show, so thank you. Yeah, and we get to be, you know, local friends as well, so uh, having dinner together on Saturday night, so that'll be fun. We can talk about all kinds of things then. Exactly. Um, (laughs) No... uh, concerns about uh, offending anybody with something that we might say. That's (laughs) right, that's right. These days we can't be too sure. (laughs) There's a lot to talk about now. (laughs) Yes, there definitely is. Um, So today we're going to actually look at how hypnotherapy, um, maybe in particular, but therapy as a general rule, how that can change someone's life. And, you know, as a um, professional therapist for over 30 years myself, and you've been in the field a long time, I've seen, and I know you've seen, you know, mm-hmm. people that 
are going down one road and then, you know, maybe have the opportunity to work with a hypnotherapist or work with a therapist, um, you know, to uncover maybe some of their belief systems that are holding them back. Mm -hmm. And man, their lives just do an about face and they find, Mm -hmm. you know, that joy that they're have always been searching for. It's so true. I mean, when you think about people coming into hypnotherapy, uh-huh. more often than not, they're at their wit's end, although lately th- that is shifting. Um, is because, that because of COVID? <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't know. I think it, not so much the virus, but the virus of fear surrounding yeah. COVID right? and the social isolation uh-huh. and all the changes in society right now. Right. So... So people are coming in sooner, but I've even seen the shift before the before COVID. But a, a lot of people f- come in when they feel that there's nothing else that they can do for themselves. Uh-huh. And so they might as well try this as a last resort. Right. <laughs> However, um, it's one of the best tools. I find hypnosis really brushes away the fear, you know, sweeps away the clouds of fear, doubt, depression, and really helps us get into what the root cause is of all of that. Uh-huh. And it is always a fear. Uh-huh. It's always a fear. And Is it a fear that they have just buried? Is, is that, you know, like if it happened, say, when they were a child. And so they've covered it, covered it, covered it, much like a cat covers mm-hmm. yeah. their business in a box. And right. so they've continued to cover it until it finally emerges as a physiological problem or as an emotional problem. So, I mean, how many years sometimes does it go back before you can uncover it? So it comes up in layers, as you know, in what we're able to heal or handle in that moment. So as a person, let's say, who's 50 or 60 years old, they may not be able to psychologically, intellectually, or emotionally handle that which they buried. So their subconscious mind will present the first layer. Mm-hmm. And that begins to, as we lift one layer upon layer, finally getting into the root. So it really depends on the severity of the belief system or the trauma that was caused way back when. Mm-hmm. So, you know, people can come in and think, oh, I thought I handled that. But you handled that at this pace, your subconscious mind could recognize that you're not ready for it yet. Mm-hmm. And so most of those things, I would say, all the way back to childhood, but maybe an incident in their teens or 20s would be something that's more manageable emotionally. Because sometimes people can't even believe what they've thought about themselves. Right. And they're shocked, right? And then right. when they find these manifestations in the body, um, it all makes sense on what we've been dealing with time and time again. So where it started as a thought and a belief, we know energetically there's science that will show that our thoughts combined with our environment will take a toll on our bodies, breaking it down little by little by little. And so it's good for us to catch it before it gets to that point, uh-huh, right, uh-huh. as best we can. And we all have something. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's true. Um, what is the youngest, I mean, when you're talking about hypnosis, so a client that you might have had would they ha- has anybody ever really gone back like to birth 
to the yes. birth. Okay, so tell and us about beyond. that. Okay. To the birth and beyond. Okay, so talk about some of that because I know that listeners, you know, are curious. Like, for instance, I always think of a baby who has the umbilical cord wrapped around their neck, and which mm-hmm. does happen periodically. Oh, absolutely. So I would think that that kind of uh, impression, if you will, on, you know, a baby, an infant right at the time of birth, I would wonder. Does that maybe carry through a lifetime so that if anybody touches them mm-hmm. around their neck, they sort of get a trigger response and they don't even know why? Absolutely. And, and that combined with the feeling of the mother uh-huh. during birth right. and also what we hear as words because we can understand. We don't know that we can understand like Oh, intellectually, we might all think it's impossible. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But I'm here to tell you from my own experience um, in my journey, but also the ex- the experiences of my clients as well. Uh-huh. And so, yes, we can hear, we understand, we know. We know the language because we've heard it right. for all these months, right? Right, right? We know the tone, the vibration. So if the mother is all of a sudden terrified because they're saying My baby problem, can't breathe. Right, right. Or et cetera, might be a common thing. Mm-hmm. Um, then that person, you know, could very well have asthma. I can't breathe. True. Right? True. I mean, so we don't know. It's picked up by the individual what their view of the world turns out to be. Right. Um, so I can say, for example, I had a client who, let's say she felt abandoned and that nobody cared about her. Uh-huh. And the first incident, I mean, she wasn't with me for a very long time before this came up that she was seeing herself going back to a point in time when she was in the incubator. And she had all kinds of uh-huh. tubes in her. Oh my. And she was able to witness, but also feel and know the emotions that she was having. As an infant. As an infant, because your subconscious mind doesn't tell time. And it acts as if it's happening right now oh when my. we explore. And so she felt so alone. Why isn't anybody here with me? Nobody cares. I'm all by myself, etc. And as we can take a wider p- picture of this now with our life experience and our wisdom... Well, she could see that the nurses were right there monitoring her machines, but uh-huh. the fetus or the the infant, I'm sorry, didn't understand what machines were. Right. What are all these tubes coming in? Right. So you're a loving observer, your adult self with all the life wisdom and knowledge that you have can now bring comfort and healing to that infant. And also knowing that, well, mom and dad can't be there all the time because they had another child and a job responsibilities to take care of but an infant can't understand these things uh-huh. so through the uh-huh. infant's eyes as in as much as the infant knows it's alone uh-huh. or she's alone uh-huh. and so nobody cares here I am all by myself nobody's taking care of me uh-huh. and so anytime a need would arise and it wasn't answered the belief system is, I'm all alone. Nobody cares about me. So she was playing that out in her adult life? In her adult life, mm-hmm. yep. And so she had gotten an apartment for the first time, and she had never been living alone before, and it was triggering these, I'm mm-hmm. all alone, I have mm-hmm. nobody. <laughs> mm-hmm. And she had not made friends in the community yet, and she uprooted and moved someplace else. And so that may lay dormant mm-hmm. all these years. And then a trigger comes along, a life event, where you're on your own, living in your own apartment or home, 
and there is nobody there. That's a reality, but that's only a fact that you are supported and loved. You have people, but your little infant is waking up feeling the feeling, mm-hmm. and the adult is saying, why do I feel like this? <laughs> so if somebody came in with that particular kind of an issue, mm-hmm. about how long, you said it wasn't very long before you know, she was all of a sudden in that incubator looking around with these tubes and everything. But generally speaking, about how many sessions does it sometimes take a person to get to the root cause using hypnosis? So it, it again, all depends on the person, mm-hmm. how willing and ready they are to explore right. and, and heal. And sometimes they're afraid of themselves. And so you really couldn't put a time so on it. So they have all these barriers up? Of course, because, you know, like, they judge. They judge themselves. They judge if I'm going to judge them, mm-hmm. which, of course, you, you don't judge when you're healing, right? Right, right. Or helping somebody find their way back. Uh, all you're doing is really helping them navigate through that fear or emotion I sometimes explain to people that I'm working with that it's like I'm standing in front of them with a flashlight, Mm -hmm. just kind of showing them a possible path that might lead to, you know, greater happiness in their life or or Mm -hmm. more joy uh, in their life. Uh, They actually have to do the walking. All I can do is show the path. So I talk about that in a couple of different ways. so first of all, I, I'd say, imagine I'm the detective. Mm-hmm. So after we get you into a nice, relaxed state of hypnosis, I'm going to be a detective, and I'm going to get the, the evidence from the scene of the crime. The facts, the, ma'am, just the yeah, facts. Yeah, that's it, just the facts. <laughs> we just want to collect evidence so that mm-hmm. we can understand how you created this belief system about yourself, mm-hmm. which is so fearful. And with an intellect, you know, let's say that infant... Right, the infant had no other evidence mm-hmm. to say, oh, look, there's the nurses. Oh, here's my mother. None of that. And so when we feel alone, the infant is talking mm-hmm. and not the adult. And so that's where the stress and anxiety comes from. So it's just our job, whether you're shining the flashlight or I'm collecting the facts mm-hmm. from the wider perspective now, um, the person has to do the work, but for me, I find it in hypnosis, that moment, that aha moment comes across their face, and you stand silently by and are silently applauding, mm-hmm. <laughs> because you know that they've gotten a piece that's going to bring them back to wholeness. You know, um, the picture I'm sort of getting in my mind, because I don't know that much about hypnosis, and mm-hmm. um, I've never experienced it myself, mm-hmm. other than I did do a past life regression, so I'm, mm-hmm. I'm guessing that that was pretty close to your type of hypnosis in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I'm sort of thinking that this is like putting, in a way, a puzzle together. Mm-hmm. So they have these different aspects of who they are. Mm-hmm. She was in an incubator, and right. now she's an adult. But all of these different layers, like you said, that oh. you, know, ha- you have to introduce them mm-hmm. to one another in a way, saying it's okay. You can right. look at what you saw as an infant and now you can see how it played out in right. different you know times during your life absolutely and that is another way of looking at it pulling the pieces back so you know you might have a piece of this puzzle that is you and 
you look at it and you keep looking at it, but you just don't know what to do with it, right? <laughs> yeah. Just like a regular puzzle, right? Until three quarters of the way through it, you uh-huh. go, oh, that's where it fits. Uh-huh. And so thinking of it in terms like that, we can have this one piece that we've retrieved in hypnosis, uh-huh. but yet that full puzzle isn't ready to accept the piece yet. Right, you can't force it. Well, even if there's no surrounding support system for the puzzle mm-hmm. to fit in, mm-hmm. it won't go anywhere until that's in place. Right. So yes, you can force it, um, and B, you can you can put it where you think it might go mm-hmm. until the support shows up to accept the piece. Mm-hmm. It's just a piece sitting there, and that's you know like we want to think: is this really that complex? It's not really that complex. Uh, it just feels complex when we're going through it uh-huh. and once the puzzle's done aren't we so proud of ourselves and isn't that a beautiful puzzle right when all the pieces fit back in and we can now move on because we figured out or re- or resolved this piece uh-huh. so every person goes through it differently when that piece is ready to show up it comes up maybe we'll contemplate it think you know a week a month then we get an aha moment when you're driving in the car, like, oh, now it makes sense, right? You you never know. That's the mystery of it all, hmm. right, of the human experience, really. Right. And, um, you know, I, I mean, I think in some ways a child that might be 10, 12, 15 years old, wouldn't it be great if they figured it out, you know, early on mm-hmm. in their life uh, as opposed mm-hmm. to somebody who might be in their 70s or 80s, mm-hmm. and you know they've got to figure it out, and there's so many more years that they have built on false ideas about who they are. And also at the same time, the generation in the 70s and 80s is not really as open to that exploration mm-hmm. as somebody in their 20s or 30s. Most of the clients coming in are, have been in the 40s and 50s, but now there are 20-somethings coming in in that age group, and I applaud them because they're developing great tools of awareness, mm-hmm. of uh, stress management and self-soothing that, well, those 40- and 50-year-olds are thinking they're not worthy of having that. Oh, I always put myself last. I don't. And But yet, look at how distraught you are, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? But so the 20-somethings and mid-20s, early 30s even, you're setting yourself up for a very peaceful life, and especially when challenges come up, right? As you know, they will. Mm-hmm, the, mm-hmm. the more life we accumulate, the more the more challenges the more that are there. Stress management we require. <laughs> right, right. So, um, yeah, it's it's really quite fascinating um, because we are complex, mm-hmm. you know, and whether it's our thought patterns that might create issues with work, you know, and who we believe we are to be on the job, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever jobs we have or relationships. Um, There are so many people that I'm aware of, and you probably have seen this too, that, you know, grew up in like um, Christian backgrounds, for instance, where there was a philosophical point of view that said, you know, this is the charitable way to behave, or this is Mm -hmm. what you have to do is always to give to others, you know, not to yourself. Mm -hmm. And yet, you know, interestingly enough, on airplanes, what's the thing that we hear first and foremost is when the oxygen Mm -hmm. mask drops down, put it on yourself first before you help someone else. 
And so that is probably the healthier way to approach life is if we don't take care of ourselves, we're not going to be able to take care of anyone else. That's very true. And so that's a little counterintuitive to some of the teachings Mm -hmm. older generations have been exposed to and ingrained with. Mm -hmm. And so when there's nothing left and it's just them, and the children have grown or, you know, family members or they've retired and they've got all this time on their hands, that's the time where all the things they've buried or pushed away Mm -hmm. or locked up want to start coming out of that little box. Mm -hmm. And nobody knows how to handle it at that point. And that's where a lot of stress comes in. So then to turn to self and start to do the Mm self-care and start to do self-nurturing and self-healing is a form of vulnerability for this for people like this because they're not used to receiving the help right and so it means to them I'm weak I'm not strong enough to handle my own emotions and in that vulnerability it sinks them even deeper into into right. their depression right. and in, in that respect I think women have it a little easier mm-hmm. than men do that are having issues because there aren't that many men that will give themselves permission, say, to cry mm-hmm. or to have, you know, really serious, deep kinds of emotional feelings because they've been taught that a man has to be strong and you mm-hmm. just have to pull yourself up by your bootstraps and, mm-hmm. you know, all these little messages that they got along the way. Right. And, you know, no matter how tough it is, you got to keep going, you know. So, Women have, by and large, been allowed to be in touch with their feelings. Mm -hmm. And so maybe even though they may think less of themselves and view themselves somehow as weak or not able to, you know, get where they want to go in life, um, they should, I I hesitate to use the word should, but, Mm -hmm. you know, they they most likely are going to be able to see and feel and heal maybe a little more easily than a man because a man is going to have to go through a lot of stuff and and mm-hmm. say no I don't need this belief pattern anymore I can set it aside mm-hmm. um, one of the um, I don't know whether you do this or not but it would seem to me that a really neat thing to do with somebody would be to tell them to decorate a box mm-hmm. and uh, bring the box with them each time <laughs> and allow them to symbolically um, uncover, you know, mm-hmm. things that they have thought about themselves. And as they uncover them, symbolically put them, you know, maybe in the box and mm-hmm. introduce them to one another. So the box is a safe container mm-hmm. for all these thoughts that have been running around inside their head, maybe doing destructive things. Mm-hmm. And now they can begin to see that, you know, maybe that was just me protecting myself and now that I understand right. you know I can introduce everybody to one another and you know we can have a party <laughs> <laughs> yeah I've never considered that option um, with hypnosis uh-huh. uh, using some of the bioenergetic technology uh-huh. that I have right now which is really amazing highlights not only the energetic fields within our body the terrains and organs and everything but it also highlights how am I feeling in the world? And do I feel safe? Do uh-huh. I have regrets? And whatever the highlighted feeling or emotion is, is usually the starting point of a conversation. 
that they're ready to work through. Okay. Right. So if let's say how do you choose through conversation? So we'll do a scan. We'll, mm -hmm. we'll perform a voice scan. It's a voice patterning scan that mm -hmm. you speak into your computer microphone, and it picks up the energetic vibration of your unique voice, mm -hmm. and then it compares it to the ideal human body field. That generated information is available within seconds and so it can tell what you're feeling it based on the energetic levels of the different organs meridians and terrain but then, would, would you ask them like there might be more than one well, area yeah, so you just say do you want to work so on this or this or this well I've we have a conversation usually there's somebody I've been working with and so we can use it as verification of what we've been talking about and avoiding or we can use it as, well, maybe that's too much right now, and we should focus on this. Mm -hmm. Because it, it does come up in a certain pattern of release in healing. Mm -hmm. And so you may not feel safe in the world, you may not feel loved, you may not feel valued, but maybe you feel vulnerable, so we're not gonna go to those other feelings until we can work on the vulnerability. Okay. So or even forgiveness and things like that. So, so the person is really involved in choosing the yeah. area that they want to explore. Yes, right. So we have a conversation, and the thing that resonates with them the most, mm -hmm. based on either the work we've done together or what's going on today, um, they set out the intention, what they want to focus on, and then we just go in and uncover it and, and re-strengthen, get that puzzle piece. With some of the clients that you've used this approach with, um, again, you know, are there a lot of puzzle pieces or do they typically work on one puzzle piece and then maybe, you know, go out of that kind of therapy for a while until they're ready to work on the next one? How does that work? Yeah, so everybody's different. It depends on how severe the emotions are surrounding that puzzle piece. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes that feeling of being alone as we discussed earlier is not only feeling alone in our personal life but we may feel alone at work we may feel unsupported at work mm -hmm. we may feel invisible and unheard at work and so we may feel invisible in new relationships even though they're so loving and kind so it's a feeling that can touch every aspect and I think it depends on what they're focusing on where maybe I can see it's everywhere and they're only feeling alone and unsupported at home at home yeah. and that can be enough for that person uh -huh. right and it's never up to me to say well what about work do you feel alone there <laughs> right I mean you know you can't do that you want somebody to walk away feeling successful right and so they may come back later and say I thought I've resolved this and then we can s explore okay where are you feeling this now where is this showing up? Because uh -huh. I was thinking it could shift. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it could be interpersonal relationships within a family, but not necessarily, you know, the family you're living with. Um, Correct. It could be the extended family. Or, you know, like all of a sudden, I've had a couple people lately that, you know, are taking on the responsibilities because of illness, aging, things like that. They're having to take on the responsibilities of more than just their immediate family mm -hmm. so they're assisting aging grandparents or maybe aging parents or a child that 
uh, is an adult child but is having issues mm -hmm. and so you know it's multiple places right yeah it's this is the world that we're living in right now mm -hmm. um, it's funny because different um, stages of life to bring us different things right mm -hmm. but in the end it's kind of all the same thing so if you can say raising a child and you have no time because you're essentially dedicated to raising your child maybe you work and you're taking care of your house and of course then you have no time and then your children grow up and there's the span of time where you think you have all this time mm -hmm. for yourself but it gets filled with other things and then it's still the issue is no time right right, right. but is it really because is it really like how important am I to give myself some time right how much time am I really worth every week can I afford one hour for myself a week and that really becomes the deeper question because we have the same amount of time every day. Right. But if we choose to ignore ourselves, we're not giving ourselves any of that time. Mm -hmm. And um, this, is, this is just basically uh, a huge problem in society right now because we are so busy. We shift and then we have the parents to take care of or a mm -hmm. sibling or mm -hmm. etc. And again, we have no time. And so when do we decide that we're worthy enough to have time? You know, I, I don't know whether you ever watched this series or not, but um, I absolutely loved it. It was called Anne with an E, and it was um, a Netflix series that was based on Anne of Green Gables. I remember seeing it, but I did not have the time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish I did. I read the books. Oh, my I gosh. I did read the books, yeah. It was just, and it's still available if you want to watch it, but it is such a beautiful, beautiful series. And it's, you know, about a, a young girl, obviously, that is adopted. Uh, her parents uh, die when she's just a baby. Mm -hmm. And she ends up in an orphanage. And uh, she later becomes adopted by a brother and a sister uh, that are older that live in the Nova Scotia area. This mm -hmm. is where it all takes place. But um, it's how girls 100 years ago, you know, thought mm -hmm. of themselves, but not Anne. Anne actually saw it differently, and she mm -hmm. thought of equality between uh, the sexes, mm -hmm. and that uh, it was important to learn and to grow as a female just as much mm -hmm. as it was as a male. And of course, that a hundred years ago was a little more unheard of. Right, um, right. So she, you know, was already kind of moving down the path to say, you know, girls follow me, mm -hmm. and they, she did a pretty good job of that. Um, but I just, you know, I think of time and time back then if you watched how they spent their days it was hard work mm -hmm. you know they were on a farm they had cows they had chickens um, but they had time every day to read mm -hmm. they had time every day to maybe um, sew something that was meaningful mm -hmm. they had time to you know bake and cook mm -hmm. but it was done with love it wasn't like I have to <laughs> it, it was yes and so and then there were all kinds of moments when the neighbors got together mm -hmm. and just shared and it might be sharing while they were canning or making preserves mm -hmm. or something like that but there was time and it was done differently and today our time is consumed in many respects mm -hmm. with kind of meaningless things. Mm -hmm. You know, checking Facebook, mm -hmm. um, you know, being in traffic for right. 45 minutes to an hour, yes. um, you know, yeah. having uh, to wait. Mm -hmm. I mean, I had to chuckle because um, somebody was telling me the other day that they were trying to get hold of a person with an airline 
And they were literally on hold for over two hours. Wow. And so they they just had their phone, you know, there, um, but, and did other things. But it was for Mm -hmm. that long. And so time has become this huge issue, I guess. You know, how do you meaningfully spend your time? Right. And then what does that say about, like you said, taking care of yourself? Right. Right. And so we have lost respect for time is the number Mm -hmm. one thing. And collectively, because, you know, anybody in the Tampa Bay area can understand the traffic lights here are literally five minutes long. And you just sitting and waiting. And if you have to hit every one of those lights, you could lose a half hour of your life just sitting there. Mm Mm-hmm. And, of course, we know we can't text while right. we're there. Right, so you lose Can't that. read a book. You just have to <laughs> sit in mindfulness, which might even be a good spot, mm-hmm. you know, just to be still. We can't meditate at the traffic light because we need to be alert. You but, can listen to a podcast. But you can listen to a podcast yes. such as this one. Yes, you can. Such as this show and um, get great information. But mm-hmm. at the same time, we feel so idle when we're trapped because of yes. time wasted mm-hmm. that was not wasted by us intentionally well even going into you know i, I went into jersey mike's mm-hmm. a couple of days ago to pick up uh sandwiches and i called ahead which was very fortunate and i would encourage people to do that mm-hmm. because there was a huge line on the inside with people just having to stand and wait their turn right. and um i think another thing that has happened since the pandemic, you know, so now we're almost a year and a half into this, mm-hmm. but um, is that a lot of people lost their jobs and they haven't rehired, or those individuals aren't interested in going back to those kinds of jobs because of the unemployment benefits in so many states. Right. And so, um, you know, whether it's Florida or New York or, you know, Colorado, mm-hmm. it just seems that every place you go, you are waiting. Absolutely. More now than ever. And think about, well, one little thing I thought was kind of funny. If you're waiting online for a half an hour, couldn't you be home making your sandwich for that half an hour? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> but nobody is thinking like that because it's more convenient to have somebody else make it for you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and it's good that we're putting money back into society, but um, the motivation needs to be there mm-hmm. by the individual, the willpower, right? the power to get yourself back out into the world to begin mingling with people again and to getting past this social isolation Isolation, that so many people now are are really not enjoying but getting comfortable with. Uh In other words, they don't mind not leaving the house, Uh but they're lonely. (laughs) So, you know, you have a catch-22 there, so... Well, and there's a fair amount of anxiety about going back out. Yes. Um, I was listening this morning to Good Morning America, actually, and they were talking about summer camps because Mm -hmm. we have, you know, a lot of releases that are going now with, you know, have to wear your mask, and now it would be a good time to send your kid to summer camp. And kids are so anxious because, number one, you know, they've been... Mm -hmm. Talk about helicopter parents, but you know, we've been busy protecting our children and making sure they're safe at home Mm -hmm. and homeschooling and doing those things. And now we're going to send them to summer camp. (laughs) Yeah, and the funny thing is, you know, for the last year, the kids have been having to wear a mask or else they 
could potentially die if they get the COVID. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or they could get the COVID and they can give it to somebody else and that person can die. Right. What a huge responsibility for our youth. Yes. Yeah. And so now, suddenly, they can't understand what, what makes it safe now? <laughs> what makes it safe now? Suddenly I can take the mask off. Well, who's to say in their young minds, mm-hmm. they're going to think, what if something else is out there that I could catch? Well, and there is. I mean, yeah. the fact is, is there's on the news, something. there's variants that they're talking about. And how many people are getting that in other countries? And is it going to come here? So there's that overlaying yes. fear that mm-hmm. is constant. You know, and I don't think social media understands that the way you and I do. Right. That, you know, fear is false evidence appearing real. Exactly. And kids yeah. are hearing this at a very impressionable age. And they're going, well, wait a minute. You know, you're telling me I can now go to the mall. Why is it different today? Right. You know, I haven't been, maybe, maybe they didn't have their shots yet. I know they're trying to make it up to 70% of Americans by the time July 4th runs around. I, I They've Ooh. already said Florida is not happening with that one. So Yeah, please don't even get me started on that whole topic. <laughs> we, I don't think, no, look, we're going to run out of time before we can finish it because <laughs> there is so much to be said about it. Uh-huh. And it's really, is really everybody's being controlled by fear. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would just mm-hmm. have to say that's my belief mm-hmm. is that this is all part of um, keeping people afraid the only thing that people are really afraid of is dying right and mm-hmm. if you're afraid you're going to die you'll do anything you'll do anything you can to stay alive right. and in a child's mind the thing that kept them alive was wearing the mask and staying home and staying home exactly and that was you know what we know about hypnosis and the subconscious mind is repetition Repetition, repetition is how we learn. And we've had nothing but repetition. And we've had repetition. And another way that we learn is through trauma. Mm -hmm. And we've had nothing but trauma. Trauma. And And how is that going to impact when you talk about hypnosis? Mm -hmm. Let's fast forward, you know, 20 years from now. These kiddos Mm -hmm. that are 7 now will be 27. Or the ones that are 10, you know, will be 30. Mm -hmm. Um, How damaging is what is people are experiencing right now that are young. How yeah. damaging is that going to be mm-hmm. when they're in their young adult years? It's very sad. Mm-hmm. It is. I mean, we don't know. Hopefully, hopefully more people will get educated on strengthening their children, fighting mm-hmm. against this. Or just this nutrition. Fear. Just nutrition. Well, nutrition alone. <laughs> but, you know, think about this. My daughter, I think, you know, is a mm-hmm. research scientist, mm-hmm. and she recently did a paper on um, eating disorders Mm -hmm. based on COVID. And so I posted it, but I don't know if you had a chance to hear it. But people with eating disorders right now, or people even who didn't have eating disorders, have developed eating disorders because they're afraid who touched the food, who touched the box. I'm not going to eat outside and eat at any restaurants or buy any food because I don't know who breathed on it when it was prepared down the line exponentially. So they're starving to death. So they're starving to death unless they know that they've touched the food. So this is creating a whole new system of failure for Mm. young people. And even adults too. I mean, adults are not immune to the fears and 
developing eating disorders because of this. Wow. But it's really, you know, it is touching so many more areas of our personal lives mm-hmm. than you and I could probably figure out together in, you know, our time left. But Wow. You know. I, I hadn't even thought about that with eating disorders, but you're right because, mm-hmm. you know, the belief was who has been breathing on this, who has been touching this, did they wash their hands, yeah. you know, and so my goodness. And yet, you know, back, I'm going to, you know, like go backwards here for a minute, but back 50 years ago, 60 years ago, mm-hmm. you wanted kids to be exposed as much as possible to develop a healthy immune system. Mm -hmm. So if they were playing in the dirt, if they were eating dirt, if they were touching things and they weren't washing their hands, so be it, you know, because that's how they were going to maintain their health. Strengthen their immune system. Strengthen their immune system. And today it's, you know, they can do it other ways. I mean, certainly exercise, good sleep, um, you know, sunshine, sunshine, getting grounded, and, and yeah. you know, being There's in nature, but so many things. But, but that mask is really prohibitive. And I can say, remember when the chickenpox vaccine came out? Mm-hmm. Well, I was so resistant to that vaccine. I really was excited when my kids got the chickenpox on their own. <laughs> now it may have value, and I'm sure it does have value. And I'm not de- demeaning the use of it in people whose immune systems are compromised, mm-hmm. so that it can help people. But mm-hmm. when it became mandatory for every child yeah. to have that vaccine, I was so upset. My youngest one had not gotten the chickenpox yet, <laughs> oh. and she had to have that shot to be enrolled in school, and so I had to give in. And don't you know, a couple months later, it was spring. It she was, got it. She got the chicken pox. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't really bad. And uh, so so she lucked out for that. But it tells her, her mm-hmm. story was, I'm not getting any more vaccines. They don't work for me anyway. <laughs> and um, now her mind has shifted because of all the fear that's in the world about the, the COVID and, and, you know, is that, do we need to get a vaccine? So it's how things shift. Yeah, one of the concerns that I truly do have is um, since they don't know yet, you know, I mean, it is the biggest experiment on humankind. Yes. And, you know, now we're hearing that Mm -hmm. it might be that you'd be taking a vaccine every six months because of the (laughs) um, mutations that take place. Uh, I, you know, I question that that can't be that healthy to be taking a vaccine every six months. No, and if I were to speak from a, from an energetic and bioenergetic perspective, just think about what that would do, that you're continuously giving your energy fields, your, your organs, everything, an exposure to some unknown thing that's not even cleared by the FDA. Right. That you will have to take at your own risk and sign a, a waiver Mm-hmm. Understanding that if something goes wrong in your body, that the, the nobody's responsible except for you for agreeing to be the guinea pig. Right. And right. so, yes, I think I'm going to line up every six months to get my vaccine. It's terrible. It's, uh, it's I guess it's going to be a wait and see. Well, and uh, if, But if people, again, will just take maybe personal responsibility for... Going back to the basics, you know, exercise, sleep, nutrition, um, meditation, if you know, mm-hmm. if they need to learn something like that. Uh, there is a device that I think I've shown you, um, the Inner Balance device that came out of the mm-hmm. HeartMath Institute. 
And, you know, that helps you focus on breathing, mm-hmm. you know, which is something that uh, it's the one thing that we can't do without. That is um, true. Yes. <laughs> so we, we can yes. kind of uh, do without water for a while or food for a while, but not air. Yeah. We, we have no, to be able to breathe. We have to breathe. Yeah. So we this device breathe. kind of helps you learn to regulate mm-hmm. your breathing so that um, it's rhythmic and it helps you get into that peaceful zone. And for some individuals, that might be helpful. Um, that's the reason I tell people to go to, you know, Boomers Forever Young is, you know, if, if you want to be able to take 10,000 international units of vitamin D, if you want products that are going to maybe um, help you reduce inflammation in your body, uh, rebuild muscles, things of that nature, you know, mm-hmm. take a look at it. But everyone has to assume some responsibility for yeah. being healthy these days. And, and please don't just look at the pharmaceutical companies as the answer because it's not the answer. No. It's maybe a part of the answer mm-hmm. for some individuals. Right. And I mean, we can also couple along things with making smart choices, right? Yeah. So naturally washing our hands. I mean, we shouldn't have to be told to wash our hands, right? So we're making good choices there, but being good to the earth. Mm-hmm. I mean, if we're going to eat healthy foods and the soil is depleted, right, right, then what good are we doing? So, like, please clean up after ourselves. Right. Right. Think about the water supply. Look at all things. of the masks that you're finding in parking lots. And everywhere, yeah. It's mm-hmm. like people just can't, you can't pick up your own mask. And I understand there are times where it might fall out of your car and you didn't realize it. And those are innocent things. But when you're aware of something happening caused by you, it's your accountability to, you know, preserve it for our, at least if not for us, maybe we can retrieve things Mm -hmm. and make the earth healthier. Because again, if the earth is healthier Mm -hmm. and it's vibrating at its healthiest, right, it's also a living organism just like we are. Right. There are so many, so many components that we can, that we can do aside from keeping our physical body health healthy, uh, promoting wellness between our family and loved ones, and then also look around us and see what what else we can do. You know, a lot of um, neighborhoods during the pandemic, you know, started these gardens. Mm -hmm. And um, I think, you know, food as well as some flowers, you know, just because it made people feel better to be able to grow things. and, And so... You know, again, I keep coming back to the therapy and the hypnosis part of this is if you grow up, and and you're looking at children right now, but if you grow up helping them learn how to resolve issues productively, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, so that they can think it through and come with good resolutions, you know, this would be better for the earth, this would be better for our family, this is better for our pets, but to kind of think things through then maybe they won't, maybe, you know, hypnosis will be for other reasons, mm-hmm. like let's do a past life regression. But <laughs> for fun. Yeah, yes, for right. fun, as opposed to helping somebody, you know, resolve old hurts and issues that they buried. Right. You know, maybe the kids of today, if they can come through this pandemic with just a more gentle approach to life, mm-hmm. and they'll learn how to, you know, get along better. And, 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 trust. and trust and not yeah. live in fear and not live in fear and yeah. so I, I've been having conversations with some of my clients lately that are struggling with um, change and and the I can't mm. portion of things mm-hmm. and you know it goes back to this when we're all born we every one of us is born 
with the exact same thing. Mm -hmm. That means that my subconscious mind is like your subconscious mind. It is extremely powerful. Yet, through life experiences, we make decisions about ourselves and our life goes in different ways. And some of us are feeling empowered and some of us are feeling weakened. Mm -hmm. But we have the same inner workings. We have the same gears. We have all the same tools. So let's use the President of the United States. Pick any one that you wish, <laughs> right? They have the same powerful subconscious mind that we do. Mm -hmm. And they have the same ability to get people to work together that we do. We can all do our best in our life and then watch the trickle-down effects mm -hmm. to everybody that's surrounded by us. But we have to understand that subconscious mind is the most powerful tool we have. Right now we use it in many ways to heal our lives. But when you get out of the healing part, that subconscious mind can show you the path to your strongest, best future. And then you can use the subconscious mind as a tool now mm -hmm. for success, for love, for joy, for exactly. peace, and all of those things. And, exactly. and then imagine what we could all do with that together. Right. Right? I mean, what an impact we can make. Right. And you and I have talked about the fact that you know, since we are 50 trillion cells, you know, inside of this little virtual body that we have, yes. you know, vibrating in fear does no one any good, including the person, you know, that's vibrating that way. Right. But vibrating out of love, you know, out of very positive, constructive emotions mm -hmm. makes all the difference in the world to everything that's around you. Absolutely. And starting even thinking about our own cells within our bodies, right? So if we're stressed out and we're thinking the worst of something or can't dig ourselves out of the worry, the message inside the body on a cellular level is one of fear, it's restricted, it is not able to flow within your body because your thoughts affect the cellular information in your body. Right. And so if your brain is under attack, it's sending the message to all of the cells in your mm -hmm. body, mm -hmm. fight or flight, and b hunker down, and so everything is inside of you is white knuckling, and it, that's when cellular damage occurs. Right. And so where you hold your, your trauma, your trauma release, is where you may end up with the most physical damage. Right. So if we can understand that our thoughts are first ruining our own world, then we can take responsibility to change the thought and remind ourselves that, you know, I'll work through this. Mm -hmm. It's not the end of everything. It's going to get better. And, and start to flow freely within the vibration in your body is going to be lifted. Right. Your lifted vibration, like we're sitting here, feeding off of each other in a positive way, going out into the world, being positive, rather than having a negative interaction. Mm -hmm and negatively affecting those surrounding people that we may meet in, out in the world. Right. You know, it would be really interesting. Back when I was in undergraduate school, mm -hmm. I took an advanced uh, statistics class because I really didn't like math, mm -hmm. but I love statistics. And if people were to sit outside of their favorite grocery store today and just sit mm -hmm. there, you know, not, I mean, like maybe you're waiting for somebody. Nobody needs to know why you're there. But kind of do a mental check of the individuals walking into the store. Mm -hmm. How many are going in with kind of this light, airy um, expression on their face? Right. And how many look like they're just really heavy and, mm -hmm. and just, you know, like, oh, I don't want to be here. 
But I mean, just to check the energy mm -hmm. of individuals to see, is it a 50-50? Is it because today, you know, we are still in this pandemic kind of thinking? Uh, is it maybe only 20% that are happy going in the store, 80%? Mm -hmm. But that vibrational field is even affecting the food that's in the store. Absolutely. So. Oh, yes, it <laughs> totally is. And so if you think, you know, the state of the water in the world right now is, mm -hmm. is just a disaster. Mm -hmm. And when you think about going to the beach, and, and, and as you know from the HeartMath Institute, mm -hmm. our, the energy of love can vibrate and, and, and go out at least eight feet Mm -hmm. from our bodies because that's as far as they could measure mm -hmm. they can't get it any f they have to get bigger equipment <laughs> bigger equipment bigger yeah. meters uh -huh. but if our if if we know that that energy field of love can resonate that far out into the world or vibrate that far when you go to the beach now you can use your intention right right to right. send it the water is going to get it anyway right but if we can intentionally do it and heal the water right because Really, how many sad people do you see at the beach, right? Not too many. You Not can't help many. but be happy at the mm -hmm. beach. The place, the uh, park that I love to go to for sunsets, mm -hmm. I was in the water the other day actually just walking around, and there were literally probably dozens if not hundreds because I, I couldn't see all of them of these snails. Mm -hmm. And I did not know this, but a snail never has to get rid of their shell. It's not like a hermit crab that has to go get a bigger oh, shell. Okay. A snail's shell grows with them, so they mm -hmm. always have their home with them. And so I was picking up different ones because some were blue and some were green, and so they were really very pretty. But I was thinking as I picked each one up, you know, that sending love into yeah. that little snail and then putting it back in the and sand and in the water. Yeah. And um, so it's just, it, you know, you can do things like that. Absolutely. You can be in the water, hold the water, you know, send it on its way, look at a sunset. Um, but, you know, it's just, it can be such a healing time, mm -hmm. uh, you know, if we take the time to do it. Heal ourselves, heal the planet, you know, heal one another's lives. You know, right. if you want to take the time mm -hmm. to do it. And you do it with hypnosis and therapy. Mm -hmm. I do it in part with the podcast, um, with the book I wrote, The Adventures of Miss mm -hmm. Twigs and Company, that's based on love. And I do it with, you know, cons consulting with people that have health challenges. Mm -hmm. But we all have the ability to do something. Right. And, you know, maybe the next time you do go to the grocery store, you know, think about as you walk in there, that you want to send nothing but love and harmony to all mm -hmm. those veggies and all that meat. <laughs> and the employees who and touch the it. Employees. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, realize that you're going to be putting that food in you <laughs> at some That's point in time. Right. That's so right. You, you don't want, want bless. it to be, yeah, you don't want it to be traumatized. <laughs> <laughs> bless and release. Um, exactly. Well, Patricia, it's been a joy having you um, yeah. back on the show again. And, uh, we'll, For me too. We'll yeah. have you back on again in a few more months. Um, let people know how to reach you in case they want to go through some hypnosis. The bioenergetic part the, mm -hmm. that you're doing, I think, is phenomenal. and Fascinating. It yeah. is, it is. So. Very, yep, you'll have to come check it out. Um, people uh, that want to get in touch can call me at 631-942-0506. I'm located at um, East West Healing Solutions is where I have my office uh, called Jules Hypnosis at 34876 U.S. Highway 19 North in Palm Harbor, Palm Harbor Florida. Florida. 
and or you can check out my website at jewelshypnosis.com. Yeah, I just recently went to your new website, and it's lovely. Oh, thanks. Yeah, it, it, it's what they told me. It's a whip, work in progress. Oh, okay. Well, that's probably <laughs> but thank true. thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> that's probably true for everybody's website. Yes. We constant need um, a little bit of updating from time to time. Yeah, so, so we're tweaking it. But, oh, um, well, it looks lovely. Well, thank you. So everybody, please go out there and make this your very best life. Uh, treat one another and treat the earth with love and uh, it will come back to you many times over. Thanks so much and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Boomers Forever Young is really making a name for themselves as an exciting nutritional company with products that really work. People from all over the country are starting to take notice. Their whole person approach to health and wellness, combined with their unique array of powerful natural health products, are setting them apart from all the other companies in the nutrition industry. Their customers love the one-on-one -on -one free consultations and the results they experience. Sound a little too good to be true? Then go online to boomerboost.com today and sign up for a free consultation with a product specialist or just give us a call at 1-800-861-4609. Again, that's boomerboost.com or call 1-800-861-4609 to join the thousands already experiencing the benefits of Boomers Forever Young products.